0: I remember the first time I went into the grocery store without a mask on, I felt exposed. (laughs) (laughs) Am I supposed to be
1: doing this? Oh Oh, no, I'm gonna have to start brushing my teeth again. No,
0: sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta buy those mints.
1: Welcome to another episode of This Catholic Life. Conversations about life's ups and downs, big and small, how we deal with every situation imaginable, whatever life throws at us, but still manage to be sensible, practical and joyful. Today's show is USA. We're going to compare some of the differences down on the grassroots level between how our good friend Rich Budd in the USA is doing in the mid-north, isn't it, Rich?
0: Yeah, Michigan. Michigan,
1: right. So, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Of the USA and compare that to how we're doing here in sydney which has to be said you i think you're going to come out favorably but maybe i'm wrong <laughs> about that <laughs> so to give you a, a kind of a background uh, rich we uh we've had a, an outbreak here in sydney uh we were going we seem to be missing most of the blast of COVID down here uh, but the delta variant hit us here in sydney via um an aircraft crew and a and a um a careless driver and we've had lots of cases ever since we, and we've been shut up we've been shut up in our houses where we don't have level indications they just keep changing the regulations how where you're supposed to be depends on where you live um you know how many kilometers you're allowed to go from your home for exercise you're allowed out once a day for 1 hour of exercise one person's allowed to go shopping from your house per day and only for 1 hour everyone has to wear masks even if you're driving a car And they've just now quite seriously started talking about um, vaccination passports, so that you—they're literally creating documents that will go with your driver's license that will prove you've been vaccinated and give you access to some things. So, how does that compare with you guys? Um, That's a bit more extreme, I will have to say.
0: I I hope extreme isn't in um, a—I don't mean that in an offensive way. I just mean uh, they're definitely more stringent. I think we have right now. Uh, so, in the state of Michigan, which is not the worst, we're averaging about fifteen hundred to two thousand a day. That's cases. That's cases. Um, the the deaths are, yeah. I I I, <laughs> I don't mean to sound insensitive. The deaths don't seem to to keep up. Um, so I'm just I was just looking at the uh, the, death the news. Rate. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Uh, and we had nineteen deaths. Right. So 1,500 cases, but 19 deaths. You know, I, off the top of my head, I That's can't tell you what the percentage though, is. That's in one day. Yep. So that is a lot. Yep. Um, but it's nowhere near where we were when this first kind of came into full force in the spring of 2020.
1: Do they designate in your area? Our news comes out every day and tells us how many people died. Now I think the most we've had in Sydney here is six a day. I mean, that's still six too many. Absolutely, we should say that. I
0: 100% agree. But
1: they then give a breakdown on how many of those had received one or two vaccines.
0: So we don't, I mean, we have um, like websites and whatnot that we can go and follow the numbers, uh, but we don't even get daily numbers. So they'll give us uh, three times a week and they'll say, this is the total that we had in these past uh, two, three days. And so it breaks down into this average. And we had this many deaths. Is that because
1: you you think the public are just exhausted with it, or
0: I don't know why? Uh, to be honest with you, I I mean, in general. So some of the you mentioned some of the practices. I mean, we're allowed to go into stores without masks. Um, we're encouraged to wear masks when we go into stores. It's not required. Um, I think I saw something around seventy percent of possible of people that were eligible for vaccinations have gotten them in the United States. Right. So some of the, some of the debate right now, um, publicly is around the vaccines and why are the vaccine hesitant people not getting the vaccines? And we can talk about that, but our daughter's school. So our daughter just started kindergarten and the, um, the County within the state, uh, has a, um, a health department and the County has mandated that masks be worn in school now, uh, starting right. this week. So there were a lot of people that were, were upset about that. There were some people that were relieved about that. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, But just the fact that, you know, that just returned, you know, right? Um, and we haven't dealt with that. We haven't dealt with a mask mandate since this past spring.
1: How much of um, it is, I mean, I would imagine the US is a much more litigious um, society than Australia, so far i would imagine that some of this would be organizations trying to cover their butts a little bit and say you know we made the best effort possible it's not our fault kind of thing whereas if they didn't make any effort maybe someone will sue them later well
0: yes so that's been starting to pop up quite a bit around the vaccine issue we've had doctors that say if you don't have vaccines i won't i won't treat you at all for anything wow we've had um some uh, insurance companies um, float the idea out there that if you don't get the vaccine, they won't cover you. So that's where I think some of that's coming in. Now, we've started to have um, a lot of conversation about companies that will not hire you. Right. Our, our military... Um, I think recently had a a deadline, I think it's coming up next week, that uh, everybody in the military had to be vaccinated.
1: Well, here in Australia, it's been limited so far to occupations which are dealing with very vulnerable people. So aged care workers, for example, has been, it's not compulsory yet, but it's been um, very strongly pushed on those particular workers. And questions, hard questions get asked when an unvaccinated person is otherwise careless and takes something quite deadly into an old folks' home. And that's, oh, a, that's a legitimate thing to ask. Uh, I have a dear friend who's working in the COVID testing lab and they were required to have sure. <laughs> vaccines. So yeah. it's to some extent it, that makes sense yeah. because you can still opt out of those things. But when people are talking about, uh, so one of the rumours here is that the government, not the church, but the government is su- suggesting that they might open up uh, places of worship with certain conditions, one of which being that you have a vaccination. Now that that creates a massive problem for people who can't be vaccinated, Absolutely. either for health reasons or perhaps they're under twelve years old. Does that mean we're yeah. saying this is not something for children?
0: Yeah, we. So we've. It's interesting that you bring that up because we've we've even had some of our dioceses come out with mandates that anybody that would do any sort of ministry in that diocese. Uh, it could be just volunteer uh, extraordinary ministers of holy communion right. that had to have the vaccine and so the question is like am i you know am i not able <laughs> to work for the church if i have a autoimmune disorder or something like that
1: yeah. well, um, i think honestly we should be getting back to some common sense we if someone has an aversion to the vaccine for some moral reason and we there's a genuine sense of choice that's still there in catholic teaching even if I think that, uh, um, for example, that it's a, a prudent thing to do, I still mm. must defend anybody else's uh, right to to make a, a good a choice on the matter. But I, I think I would take those choices a lot more seriously if the person involved took other precautions, like clearly demonstrated that they were, you know, careful about transmission and careful about who they had contact with and. I am have to admit I'm a little bit sensitive to that because I have a vulnerable son. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I've always been a bit more sensitive to those things. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It, it would help, I think, if the people making the most noise about um, against vaccines uh, also took other precautions to demonstrate this is not a, a carelessness or a, a callousness in their behalf.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, my sister just recently was, was in the hospital for five days because she had a severe case and it was only three weeks after she gave birth to twins so that even kind of complicated the matter you know i'm kind of the same way as you i I tried to um you know the, the vatican had come out with their uh their guidance on vaccines and you know there was that one paragraph in there that said that it must always be mandatory um and so one of my questions is is if every every aspect of your life is requiring it, whether or not it's the church or your your uh, yeah. uh, your
1: employment or whatnot, then how voluntary is it actually? Just to be clear, sorry, the Vatican advice said that it must always be voluntary, didn't it? Yes. Okay, good.
0: Mm-hmm. But, you know, they had the, the bit about if, if one were to choose not to, um, to be vaccinated, they, as you said, they would have to take other... Uh, precautions to make sure that they don't spread the disease this is an act of love right yeah and so you know i think part of the problem that we see i believe so many of our institutions have have proven to be untrustworthy um (laughs) that everybody has a source where they can go to and say the vaccine has no problems or yep. they could say oh the vaccine is killing everybody you know and they're just hiding it
1: this is the trouble that um we've kind of manufactured a message i think you keep going back in the problems though because if you don't educate people to think through complex situations they end up gravitating to very simple messages and mm-hmm. so you get people either saying you should completely trust everything everyone's telling you and and get whatever the latest uh, advice is or completely distrust them and go to you know uh, conspiracy theory.com or something don't go there (laughs) listeners i I just made that address up (laughs) although it probably exists and i don't want to be (laughs) but the point is is that um uh, we we don't seem to have a subtle understanding of these things an examination of things even even somebody who's outrageously wrong about many things can still be right about something important but Mm -hmm. In Australia, one of the problems is the messaging kept changing. You know, you you can take this vaccine. We have a vaccine down here, which you guys I don't think have seen, um, AstraZeneca, which they said at one stage, you can't have this under, um, I think it was under 40, and then they changed it to under 50. You know, it's changed. And now they're saying anyone can have it as long as you get the right advice. And and a huge amount of pressure now on all of us to take it.
0: I understand the people that are hesitant and they're like, this thing didn't exist a year ago. And now I'm, you know, a, a social pariah if, I, if I'm if i a little hesitant about it. So, uh, but I, then at the same time, I also get the people that are like, listen, we're going to keep getting locked down if we don't get vaccinated. Yeah, and people are so, getting,
1: like the mental health thing is starting to build up and the and the need for, sure. for community and stuff. So can you tell us about how you guys, you've been much more in the thick of it than we have. How are you guys coping with the, the lack of community? How are you going about addressing that?
0: Well, you know, um, in a lot of ways, uh, I, I would kind of challenge a little bit to say that we're in the thick of it because even though our numbers are more, <laughs> we're tending not to. We're just acting as if it's not uh, a big problem. <laughs> you know, um, people are still having birthday parties and get-togethers. Schools are in sessions, uh, even um, even our public schools. So it's not even it, not a thing of like a private school is in session, but a public school isn't. Now there has been some talk about um, closing down, but I would say for the past six months, life has been normal. Which you know the new normal, right? So you have, still have masks around and things like that. But I think there was a, a period of time when we when we first kind of came out of quarantine, where everybody still kind of looked at each other with with suspicion. I remember the first time I went into the grocery store without a mask on, I felt exposed <laughs> like,
1: am i supposed to be doing this oh, um oh no i'm gonna have to start brushing my teeth again No, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: gotta buy those mints um but i remember just the first time we visited my parents you know, we wanted to keep the kids separate. You know, just wave at grandma and grandpa from across the yard, and my parents were like, "Yeah, right." Yeah, <laughs> no, so we're, no. We're we're giving our our grandchildren a hug. Yep. And I just felt on pins and needles the whole time that we were there for the visit. Um, but you kind of get past that first, you know, uh, moment, and and it starts to come back. It
1: is it, it is a fear thing, isn't it? We're actually now fearful yeah. of each other in a, in a way that's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I mean here in sydney we've got much tighter restrictions and we've just had a great big win and an answer to prayer that my son can in fact go ahead and get married on the date that um he'd set uh, but okay. we're only allowed five guests and um oh, yeah and masks and everyone has to be vaccinated there's all kinds of restrictions on it but at least you know the sacrament of marriage goes ahead and that's a wonderful exactly. thing exactly yeah but um but there have been people you know there's Quite serious fines for people, and they can close. Police can close businesses on the spot if they're not complying to COVID regulations. So it's quite um, a strong shutdown here, and that has its toll on everybody. What about your media? I mean, from our perception over here, it seems as if you're very polarized. Like if you watch particular news, you, you're on one. You get a whole one message, and then you get the other message. Is there any kind of balance there, or is it is it actually as extreme as that?
0: I wish there was, you know, that's why I said that you don't know who to trust anymore because it doesn't seem like anybody is actually trying to find the middle way or trying
1: to think critically of these things. Or even think charitably about people who think differently.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Um, It's the the two camps have formed and people just double down, you know. And so uh, when there's an argument, um, even a good faith argument, people just turn to their camp as the evidence and, and, you know, the interlocutor. Does not hold that as valid evidence, so it, everybody comes to a stalemate. Um, it strikes
1: me, Rich, that when I first became a, a Catholic, it strikes me that when they had these Protestant-Catholic debates, it was a similar thing. Everyone turned up and talked past each other, and then congratulated themselves that their guy won. It, it never actually had any kind of exchange or of genuine try and understand, you know, understanding or uh, genuine growth in friendships or anything
0: yeah it's it's uh it's very difficult um I was just speaking with my wife with my wife last week about uh, vaccines and and whatnot and just kind of trying to figure out which direction to go in and and whatnot just very frustrated that I didn't know where to get objective information um because everybody has a bias yeah and so it, you don't you can't make uh you're trying to make a mature kind of complex complex decision on a matter, and you can't do it because uh, doesn't it seems like you're the only one in the world that's tried to do that
1: and the other thing is mate is that once you've made the decision and um and stuck with it, I know people who've what made a different decision to me, but both of us have experienced this bombardment of other people sending emails to tell us how you know we're oh, all going to yeah. die now because we've made the decision Are you going to die from the vaccine or or without it you know so there's a there's a kind of a, a lack of um i think just prudence and general kind of uh, examination of it one way i've approached it um is to look at self-interest as a possible motivating factor i don't know this is very cynical i don't trust politicians yeah. to tell us the truth yeah. and i'm not terribly uh likely to trust um, big companies to tell us the truth unless it's in their very clear self-interest yeah. this is a multi probably trillion dollar um, market if we're going to be vaccinating the world for a couple of years that's they don't 7 want to billion their,
0: people. Yeah, they're,
1: they're not. They're not going to blot their copybook by just fibbing on one or two little things here or there. They, they want to be in the game for this next little while. And when you look at the reporting, um, the reporting lines, uh, the fact that the outcomes of these vaccines and of COVID are being reported at a level that's unprecedented. Like we normally, it's all handled in house by companies, but everyone's looking so closely. I think. Some of these things can be relied upon if you've got numbers, but the trouble is they keep changing the language. In Australia, they stopped talking about people who died from COVID to people who died with COVID. Exactly. And you go, "Hey, what? what, Hang on, what? What? What's going on?" And (laughs) of course, that acknowledge it's a very careful way of acknowledging that every death is complex. You know, there's all Mm -hmm. sorts of things going on, and that Mm -hmm. means you can't just use a figure and go, "Look, (laughs) here's the answer." You have to actually
0: think harder. Yeah, because somebody could die from a heart attack, not necessarily from COVID, yep. but COVID could have put more stress on the heart, which yep. led to the heart attack. So, um, yeah. it's difficult to uh, to just come up with simple information, and and, and that's what people want. Uh, and and if it isn't simple, people come up with uh, you know the excuse that that's just they're trying to manipulate the information.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like let's say Grandpa's got a bad heart and he has a minor car accident. And you say, well, the car accident didn't kill him. His heart did. You go, yeah, but probably let's avoid the car accident, shall we? Like, yeah. if, if we can. Is he still dying be, on this Let's day? be gentle with grandpa if we can possibly imagine a way to do so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What exactly. about, so you, you're talking about community and there's a kind of an aversion to coming out. But uh, is there any projection like are your public health figures or anyone trying to tell you this is the way out or, or you're just kind of living with it?
0: You know, from time to time, you'll hear um, a public health official kind of give advice on, on how uh, you should be interacting. And it's so extreme, at least to American ears, I don't know, the rest of the world, that we just kind of laugh and go, look at this guy. <laughs> you know, <Because laughs> they'll say, I'll give you an example, that parents should wear masks around their children at home what? because their children haven't been vaccinated. Okay, so you validated my reaction. <laughs> because I go, what are you talking about, dude? Like, who's going to actually do that?
1: Just build um, little glass bubbles in your house, On, ominously. Yeah. Just be done with it. And...
0: Well, you know, and that's where I start to um, uh, sympathize a bit with kind of the more the far right, who, who may be accused of taking a bit of a, a callous approach. But it's like, listen, death is a part of life. And you can't avoid it every single place you go.
1: I'm not going to have my relationship with my child, you know, uh, handicapped. I'd go with that argument until uh, they say my child's playing in the middle of the highway and I really want to be with my child, so I'll go out and play with them in the middle of the highway. Well, maybe we'll (laughs) move ourselves over here where it's less dangerous. Exactly. (laughs) Then we can play together. So, in other words, finding ways to both be human and humane to each other. 100%. Which do not um, unnecessarily add to the risks involved. Mm
0: -hmm. It's kind of
1: that common sense approach. Has it changed anything about the way you guys, um, I don't know, I'm just reaching here, cook or, or do church or, you know, make, have community gatherings, that kind of thing.
0: You know, there's, there's some things in in church that have not yet come back. Um, things that, you know, it's funny, the things that have come back and haven't, the, the holy water fonts have come back. So everybody's dipping their hand in the holy water. Right. Um, but uh, the sign of peace, uh, shaking hands has not come back.
1: I'm okay with that. Oh. I'm completely fine with that. <laughs> Nothing theological at all. I'm just an introvert. Yeah, hey,
0: hey, take it easy. Uh, I'm, just, I'm the exact same way. I'll wave at you across, across the aisle, you know. Um, uh, what else? Uh, in many places, they don't have the uh, the chalice available at communion. And so there's some, you know, uh, it's still noticeable um, that that's around. You know, most churches have a few pews that are still roped off for yeah. people that don't want to have close contact and things like that. You know, uh, when, when we first started opening up restaurants and whatnot, you had to wear your mask throughout the restaurant. You could take it off at the table. Um, but if you got up from the table, you had to put your mask back on. Right. um,
1: I haven't been to a restaurant in a while, so, uh, I can't, uh, I can't tell you if that's still happening. They're arresting people in Australia for not wearing masks in public. So, Oh uh, yeah, we're not there. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, in, in, um, in July and then that's the other thing too, I don't know how the law works in Australia as much, but it, it really is um, separate states with their own rules. And so, yeah. uh, for for our state, uh, we got rid of um, all mask mandates on July first. Right. And so, I have noticed that more and more people are voluntarily wearing them in stores um, than than were during the summer. And I think that's because of the Delta variant. And
1: uh, I wonder, mate, maybe you could reflect on this because you've had both. I, I wonder if it's a worse thing. The people wear masks because they have to because the government said you have to and everyone sort of begrudges it but we go along with it because it's the rules or we get to the point where everyone's wearing them because they're terrified of what happens if they don't
0: yeah or people wear them you know out of a sense of of, uh um charity or obligation or duty to to their fellow man and there's another reason why that could happen i you know i think there was a sense of solidarity in 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 2020 in that first half of 2020 that like hey we're all sticking together we're gonna do this you know we'll take the hit right now well it'll be super awkward i'll have to ask you to repeat yourself three times because i can't hear you beyond your mask um uh but i and and i think there's a a certain amount of virtue about that where uh, that virtue of solidarity that i'm willing to to uh, let my life be affected for the sake of the common good yeah so I think that fear is not um, absolutely a bad thing. Um, I mean, I think fear is a gift from God. Otherwise, we would go playing with lions and tigers, right? <laughs> so, so I think a certain amount of fear is not a bad thing. Um, you know, I kind of roll my eyes at the bumper stickers that say faith over fear. I'm like, okay, number one, you don't understand faith. Yes. yes. (laughs) Um, There is a sin called presumption. So also uh, the
1: fear thing. I mean, the two sins against, um, well, the, the two errors with regards to fear is one to be paralyzed by fear and on the other end of it is to be reckless. So, yeah. So you you could take it too far for sure. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, you mentioned
0: uh, people having to wear masks in their cars over here. That's a bit of a joke. And when, when somebody sees somebody wearing a mask by themselves in the car, they're like, what is up with this guy? (laughs) Um, So I don't know if that is a
1: um, a paralyzed fear or not, but. Uh, It's it's more that the trouble is here is that people um, are still, we're Aussies. We take the rules pretty casually as a rule. Yeah. Uh, and so when they say you only have to wear a mask if you're going into the shops, then the cops catch someone outside with a mask and he says, oh, I was just going for a drive and, you know, I had to get out to post a letter and it's all okay. So they've made the rules much stricter so that they okay. can chase people down. The trouble is, is that conscientious people who believe you should obey the law end up, you know, doing more than is necessary because some nitwit is still wearing his mask on his ear and saying i'm wearing a mask what's your problem
0: (laughs) oh you have those too
1: Uh, (laughs) no you don't have a monopoly on those you just you just really like to put them on tv and broadcast (laughs) we like to show the world how idiotic we are
0: yeah i get that you know we tend to be um not casual about the rules we tend to get angry about the rules (laughs) and so uh we uh we either flaunt it um the really brazen among us will uh you know in the midst of a mandate will still go out without the mask and and challenge uh uh intervention i don't know that we've gotten to the point where people are getting arrested or fined um we've had people removed from stores and things like that but um i don't think i don't think we ever got
1: to that level where there were fines levied yeah Um, at least they're not stockpiling toilet paper here anymore
0: Oh thank God, that was insane! Yeah. <laughs> we oh had,
1: my goodness! In a local supermarket, there were two two ladies who came to blows, and that was about as bad as it got. So thankfully, that was as bad as it got. But um, oh. anyway, do you have these big
0: um, warehouse stores like Costco? Yep. Or okay, so uh, people were going and buying pallets yep. full of toilet paper. I'm like number one.
1: How long do you think this is going to last? I saw a car of this uh, young young person uh, who had, like, a, it wasn't a Mini, but it was like, if you got in the back seat of this car, you were going to be squished um, okay. in normal circumstances. But they had so much toilet paper in there that it was shoved into, like, the, you could see in the back window there was all these sort of mangled toilet paper rolls shoved in on the first day of the kind of hoarding happened and there were other people in the aisle going, I've got nothing. And so this one person's got all the toilet paper they need. Yeah, But yeah. Um, anyway, let's wrap it up there. We've had a bit of a fun comparing things. Um, we'll get you back for another episode on um, comparing much more pleasant things. But right now, <laughs> that's enough on this particular topic. You can tell us your examples in Australia or the US of some crazy things that have gone on in culture or you can continue the conversation by joining Twitter, Instagram, Facebook or Discord find the links on our show notes on the website write us a review on itunes remember this is a uniquely australian catholic podcast and we think that's an idea worth getting behind we'll be back next week but that's all for now thanks for listening to this catholic life